0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at BYTE.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with BYTE.
1: This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints happy task? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right, Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's, it's painful.
2: All right, everybody, welcome to
3: a another fabulous, technically proficient, awesome episode of the Saints Happy Hour podcast. The live stream is DOA tonight. I do not know what has happened we apologize to all the people on YouTube. I don't think you're seeing us. Uh, so, guys, what a great way. Aren't
4: we, really, aren't we doing them a favor?
3: We, are, are, we are. We probably are. We probably are doing them a favor. Just as we get the YouTube channel growing, subscribers, people excited about it. We got the video rolling and <laughs> it's all dead. It's burning pile of trash.
5: I put on pants for this.
4: <laughs> I, I did not.
3: <sighs> so, you know, and it's disappointing because we got the Mora bracket, we got we got uh, Drew Brees apology, we got should you wear a Drew Brees jersey, we got topics how to survive the summer without sports. Like we have some fun, interesting stuff in the chat room, um, and they'll get none of it. Um, but you should support the podcast anyway, because we are going to give you a box, a booze bundle that Dave has created for us that is freaking amazing. Taysom Krupp, Forever Drew Cup, a custom shot glass that Dave has designed for us that is amazing, and a koozie. What more could you want? Become a $10 patron. You get that box shipped to you in August. It's amazing. You should do it. Um, so... The, I'm not going to lie, the the catastrophe that is the live stream has me off kilter, Andrew, but...
4: They can still hear us, man. It's all good. They, they don't need to see your ugly mug, it's Ralph. just the normal podcast, Ralph. Yeah. Just like we've been it's... doing for 11 years. <laughs> really, it's going to be okay. Okay, deep breath. Deep breath. So
3: you posted something on our Facebook page where everybody should go and join our new Saints Happy Hour Facebook group. Uh, you posted it, and I thought it was a great topic, and it is are we ready to forgive Drew Brees and how are you going to feel about wearing your Drew Brees jersey come the fall?
4: Yeah, uh, yeah, we did a poll on that on Twitter and I think 70, 70% of Saints of I think we had about 350 people that voted on this. Mm-hmm. 70% were, were like, yep, Drew, either Drew did nothing wrong or I'm good with wearing the jersey now. Um, 20% were like which is probably where i, I fall to be honest 20 percent were like i will definitely wear the jersey at some point but i feel a little weird just wearing it now and 10%... Really? that's how you feel well i mean i just feel like if i wore it now it's not that i haven't forgiven him i have and i'm cool like I, I i believe that he made a mistake and i know a lot of saints fans don't feel that way and i respect that but i i think he made a mistake um he he's apologized for it, so like, I'm good with Drew. I think out of respect for what's going on, I wouldn't want to be ornery and wear the jersey and, and you know just feel like I'm starting shit. So that's the thing. That, that
3: like it, it, I mean, it. I just
4: it, it's a, it's so sort anyway, of anyway. ten percent said never again. I will never forgive Drew Brees. I will never wear his jersey.
3: That's a,
5: actually that that to me was I mean, a little
3: bit low. And I'll get to that well, in a second, I, I,
5: but go ahead, Dave. I, I don't. I, here, here's what I don't understand. I mean, you can, we can absolutely blame Drew for being, uh, being tone deaf. Yes. Uh, in the heat of the moment, uh, yes. maybe being a little old school, old fashioned, stuck in his ways. Maybe, maybe a little, maybe a little too patriotic, if that's possible. Uh, you could even blame him for being selfish, and only yes. thinking of his own his own family his only grandmothers his oh, his own his you know his grandparents grandfathers his own white privilege but see that well see you saying that right there like i i don't know i just i think he, i don't think that he's like a racist though i don't know so i i mean he's a person yes he made a mistake i mean i'm not I'm not trying to defend him. Yes, he, he said a dumb thing at the wrong time, but uh, I don't think that the things that, he's, that you could blame him for uh, are necessarily so egregious that you can't wear the man's jersey anymore. That's, that's, that's what I feel.
4: No, I'm with you. I, I, my thing is, w- if you want social change, like it, the word change, I mean, it, it implies that you need people to change. So if you want things to improve, you need people to change their minds, and you need to bank on the fact that if they get the right information, that they will change. And so right. if you're if you're saying that Drew Brees, I will never wear his jersey again, I can't forgive him, he can't change, then what's the point of all this? Because we're never going to be able to convince people to do the right thing.
5: In, in addition to the fact that I think, uh, I think he's being blamed, or you know, or I think he's being blamed for something maybe more than what it really is. But in addition to that, he did handle it, I think, as best he could uh, in yeah. the aftermath. He said all the right things. Uh, yeah, I mean he's trying. He's trying. Uh, if uh, we can only we can only take him for his word and at face value, and so if we are to believe all the things that he's said. Uh, then he's turned a corner and heading in the right direction, which only more so
4: should make it okay for you to be able to wear his Jersey. We all make mistakes. You know, you're convincing me, Dave. give me another like 48 hours. And I I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to wear the Jersey. I think I just, this is a This is a separate point, but like. Grown man wearing a football player's jersey, like I question that anyway. Yes. Oh,
3: I believe. So
5: glad you, so glad you brought that
4: up.
3: Wearing a jersey to a, a non-football you. game is weird. That's my uh, opinion. Wearing any sports jersey to a non-sporting event is weird. Like if you wear an NBA jersey to a non nba game it's weird if you wear a football jersey to a non-football event like a barbecue it's weird and i at what at what point does it become weird like because for kids obviously kids it's okay but for like for like a grown adult to be like meeting you out at a bar and like wearing a breeze jersey it's just i'm
4: like what if it's like a saint's watch party what if it's like a draft party
3: to to that? mm, that's okay. Like, it's if it's that's if okay. it's a, if it's a football related event. If it's a non-football related event, it's weird. You General? know, <laughs> like the dude, the dude wearing the Tracy McGrady's no. Rockets jersey at the pool General today
4: Sager. was weird. I'm sorry, it just is. When the Saints play the Vikings, uh, I went to church that day uh, in two thousand nine in the NFC Championship game. And uh, the priest was wearing a Drew Brees jersey. (laughs) True story. I believe it. Yeah. So. Right across the street from you, Dave, St. Francis of Assisi, I think. I mean, St. Francis Xavier. Xavier, sorry. I wonder.
5: I went there today. I wonder if his
3: jersey sales will take a hit
5: like uh, Drew Brees jersey sales
4: yeah maybe I mean probably. I think I, I think I think all jerseys are probably taking a hit this year I'll,
5: Nah, uh, but I, I you know it'll take a hit because there's there's that small percentage like you saw on Facebook or whatever that 10-15 percent or whatever that uh really takes it seriously and so yeah I could see it taking a hit i not a huge hit but yeah hit nonetheless
4: yeah, there, there's one uh, there's one uh, patron in the chat that says that soccer jerseys are acceptable everywhere. Are we in agreement mm. with that? It's kind of got more of a T-shirt feel to it. I was does. about to say, yes,
5: because they're really just glorified T-shirts with some stripes and this crest on it.
3: That's true. Yeah. yeah. I, I, soccer jerseys, soccer jerseys, baseball jersey, maybe. But like basketball and football, 100 percent. You know, like if it's weird, the dude in the Tracy McGrady jersey at the pool today was weird, and not just because he was—he <laughs> weighed 85 pounds and he—it looked like the jersey was gonna fall off of him. It would have been weird if he'd have been normal height and weight. Tracy McGrady, huh? Rockets, rockets, rockets right? It's it's Houston, so it make it makes sense. Um, so. Here's another thing that I wanted to talk about that's a little bit off-topic from the Saints. We're going to get to... We'll get back to the show in just a second. There is no shortage of action going on with our partners over at BetOnline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer all have resumed play, and BetOnline has the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. You need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devote gamblers to check out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. Well, let's start Let's before we get to that, let's talk about. Alvin Kamara's contract. I saw a lot of Saints Twitter talking about that this week, and I wanted to touch on it, because it's a real topic, and the reason why I think it's interesting, Andrew, is uh, Delvin Cook for the Vikings, who is same draft class as Alvin Kamara, one year left on his deal, he said, I'm not doing a damn thing. I'm not doing Zoom meetings, I'm not doing online, I'm not doing nothing until I get a new contract. And in my opinion, Alvin Kamara is magnitudes better than him. So, I know it's I know it's each player's situation is different. But does that give you pause and think maybe just because Alvin Kamara is be, not being vocal about it, that he's going to be a guy, he's going to be holding out, he's going to be making noise, he's going to want his money come July.
4: Dave, did you notice that? Ralph at separate times in that question called him Kamara and Kamara. Did you, did you notice that? <laughs> he's
5: just covering. It. He's covering his ass. <laughs> he, knows he knows at some point he's one of them's got to be right. He
4: says if he d- says it differently enough times, eventually right. one of them's yeah. got to be correct. Like yeah. That,
5: that way he can say, "Oh yeah, the time I said it wrong, that was just an accident."
4: Yeah. Just throw it. Throw a bunch of shit at the wall. And just see what sticks. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I wonder if Dalvin Cook would was a second round pick. So I wonder if the fact that he, I mean, it's not a lot more money, but he does, he has a little bit more money in the bank than Camara. And I wonder if that makes him just a little bit more willing to, to risk the finances, but you know, I mean, I would have thought with the fines, there was no way that Camara would hold out. So I, I would have, before the news about Cook, I would have said no way. I'm very surprised that Cook is refusing to play. That is very surprising to me given the fines and given the fact that even as a second-round pick, he really has not made bank, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I, I tend to think Kamara's going to show up, um, but but I don't know.
3: Dave?
5: Uh, I think I, uh, I'm just kind of, I'm trying to look at his, his numbers here. Uh, when's he, so he's up for contract
4: after this season.
3: Yeah. Same as cook and cook and Camara slash Camara
4: slash Kimono. (laughs) Kimono, Alvin Kimono. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
5: I don't know. I think, uh, I guess I somewhat agree. I guess I agree with Andrew. I, I, and maybe that's just wish, wishful thinking that he's not going to make a big stink about it uh, and that he's just going to trust the process. But who the hell knows? They, everybody holds out now. It's, you know, common practice. Contracts mean nothing anymore on both sides. Uh,
3: but it's more punitive
5: if you hold out, supposedly. Yeah. I don't know. So i i just i don't know I, I guess part of me wonders like what the if you know as far as this whole coronavirus thing going on and and what the season's going to look like uh is that going to help you or hurt you if you're camara you know as far as negotiating is concerned or whatever i don't know
3: well that's a good question andrew if you're alvin Kamara.
5: Are you like, I
3: have got to get my money now (laughs) because the cap may go down. The cap might go go down. And teams don't value running backs highly anyway. So if the Saints are offering me four years, $44 million, maybe I should take it because I don't know what my market's going to be post-coronavirus world.
4: I don't know, man. I don't want to pay Kamara. I know. I love the dude. I wish you would stay with the Saints for a really long time, but I know what it's going to cost to keep him. And you just said it: four years, forty-five million. You know, it's going to be north of ten Shut million a year. Shut you big bald fuck! Don't pay Kamara. I, I don't, Shut up with that. I don't want. I don't want to pay a running back ten million a year. I I just don't. Like it's too easy. If the Saints had not had Pierre Thomas and Mark Ingram and Darren Sproles and Reggie Bush and Kamara and. and Latavius Murray like it's just and Kyrie Robinson and Chris Ivory, it's just been too easy for Sean Payton to find a back that can produce in this offense without paying them they've never had to pay a back why start now
5: I'm just gonna say amen to that as far as Andrew is concerned uh I echo that 100% I love Camaro yeah, yeah, no, I'm on, I'm on board with that. But uh, when I'm you all say about, every, don't, everything Andrew said is 100% accurate. But I mean, here's the thing: I don't, I don't even know if that's specific to the Saints. I think that's a, I think that's a trend across the league. I don't, I think a lot of teams are now spending much less on running backs because yes. it's they're turning out to be a dime a dozen. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's the way the game has evolved, whatever. But it's just, it's not a, uh, you know. Five yards in a cloud of dust, or whatever the fucking term is. I mean, that's just not that kind of league anymore. And,
4: and look, if it was, if they had Le'Veon Bell or Christian McCaffrey or yeah. Adrian Peterson in his prime, where he's get, we're talking about 375 touches in a season, I'd feel differently. But it, the Saints have always kind of been two or three backs backed by committee. Do you and... when
3: when you say don't pay Kamara? Do you mean under no circumstances? do not pay him north of like 9 million dollars or are you like hey if they got him for 4 years 40 million and it was a really good deal that's okay or are you just no we're not i don't you don't pay a running back don't pay him 7 million don't pay him 8 million no don't pay him period uh, well, go I get mean, another they
4: one they were ready to pay Ingram what 3 years 15 million so they were going to pay Ingram 5 million a year and and then he ended up walking cuz he wanted more so I would say that Kamara is worth more to the team than Ingram was. So yeah, I would say that seven million a year. I'm doing that. You know, maybe maybe eight million. Uh, but no, no. nine, ten, eleven. I'm just I'm done. I'm, I'm not doing it. And I know Kamara's gonna want that. I know his agent's gonna say. And, and the thing is, if he's on the open market, he's gonna get it. Someone you... will pay him 12, mm. twelve million a year. I'm convinced. He's got
3: if the, to, for him to get twelve million a year, Andrew, he he's got to go, he's got to go two thousand total yards in two thousand twenty because he was injured last year. He went twelve weeks without scoring a touchdown. I think his market, like any running back market, is going to be soft. If Le, if Le'Veon Bell couldn't get the money he wanted, I don't think
4: Camaro will. Um, so Dude, Christian McCaffrey just what did he get? Fourteen million a year? Yeah. I mean I get that production wise he's leaps and bounds ahead of Camara but someone will look at Camara and they will say if we give him the ball on every damn play he's going to come awful close to what McCaffrey does for the mm, Panthers. Maybe. Someone will have that vision and I'm not saying they'll pay him 14 million a year but they're not going to blink at 11 million a year. And I just I I think he'll get that. It only takes one team. And there's a lot of stupid GMs out there. <laughs>
3: Ryan Pace Pace just entered the chat.
4: Yeah. (laughs) He would be
5: all over that. New phone, who it is.
3: Yeah. What's up, guys? (laughs) uh, No, you are correct. Um, So it'll be – because here's the thing, right? And this is a point I I, I was actually – me and Andrew have been trying to tweet from the Saints Happy Hour account and be more conversational and that sort of thing, and yet – We've been more conversational and got more people talking to us and got more likes and got more retweets. Yet, people are fleeing the Saints Happy Hour Twitter account like it's the Titanic and it's sinking. Please don't do that. Follow us on Saints Twitter. Uh, follow us at Saints Saints Happy Hour. But I was talking. I was listening to Mina Kine's podcast, and she called the Saints salary cap a Ponzi scheme. And uh, I made a joke about that, and she said, I said it in the most loving way possible. And it is, and I want Dave – Dave, if you could make a t-shirt – The Saints are a Ponzi scheme. I think you could make serious money on that. But here's my question. Loomis math, Andrew, the foundational principle of Loomis math. One of the foundational principles, at least, is the salary cap goes up every single year. And because of that, I will always have wiggle room to do what I want to do with the pandemic and the salary cap possibly staying flat or gasp going down. How much are you worried about the Saints cap situation when Lattimore, Ramchap, Marcus Williams, Demario Davis, and Kamara all are wanting to get paid? How worried about the Saints cap are you?
4: Uh, Well, first of all, Ralph, I I can't believe you're going down this path again. (laughs) How many times does Mickey Loomis have to make you look like a complete idiot until yeah, really. so you get it, that it doesn't matter if there's a pandemic. <laughs> it doesn't matter if an asteroid collides with planet Earth. It doesn't matter if a black hole sucks in the universe yeah. and the entire league is defunct. Mickey Loomis will still find a way to get the Saints to purchase players. <laughs> so, so am I worried that Mickey Loomis will be able to pull it off and do what he needs to do? Absolutely not. Lo- Loomis math, those no limitations now that being now that being said uh, i don't know that worried is the word but i am resigned to the fact that the saints killed it in those two years of drafting and they've got a lot of it's gonna it's time to pay the piper on a lot of guys at the same time and they're just they're not going to be able to keep all they're just not and so they're going to have to pick and choose which ones are most important. And I, I think Ramchick tops the list for me. Uh, and, you know, Lattimore is a tough decision. Marcus Williams is a tough decision. I, I don't think Kamara is that tough of a decision. We just talked about that. And I hate to say that because, again, I, I, love, I love the guy. I hope he stays a saint for his whole career. But I, I don't pay him what I think he wants and what I think he'll get. So... Um, Yeah, it's going to be tough. Look, the Saints don't have a great cap situation next year to begin with. If the cap goes down because of the pandemic uh, and they have even less space, it's problematic. I, I still think Loomis will find a way to make it work and keep the guys that he can, but we should be prepared to see at least a couple of those names you rattled off walk out. Do you
3: think Kamara, if I would agree Kamara, Dave, is the most likely not to be re-signed, who do you think is the second most likely of the 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 guys that I named to not be re-signed?
5: Kamara, Ramchek, Williams, Lattimore. Lattimore. Who else? Who's the fifth one?
3: Uh Demario Davis. Oh. Uh
5: Marcus Williams. Yeah. Ooh. Honestly.
3: Marcus Williams uh, is a t- it, Marcus Williams. Saints fans hate kinda hate him because of twenty seventeen. But analytics yeah. nerds love him and view him as an elite safety in the NFL. I feel
4: the same way about safety that I do about running back. Why? Uh, why would? Why would you pay a safety?
5: Yeah, you're not gonna pay. I'm, yeah, I mean, you're not gonna pay him something ridiculous. Them paying Jairus Bird years ago, uh, that was ridiculous.
4: It Was ridiculous. Um, when you've got a star tackle like Ramchick and you've got a star cover corner like Lattimore. Those are pillars of your team. Those positions are irreplaceable. Free safety, running back, like I,
5: well, and, you know, and, and and linebacker, and Demario Davis, and totally leader leader of your defense, leader of your locker room. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, all three of those guys are definitely on another level uh, above uh, Marcus Williams. Well, the thing
3: about Marcus Williams is, to me, I I sort of agree with Andrew. My only caveat for safety is. It's, it's the only way i'm paying a safety ridiculous money is if they're a turnover machine like if you're a if you're a five pick a year guy and you're causing three fumbles and you're creating 7 to 10 turnovers a year then i'll pay you if not i'm not going to pay you and so i would agree, i would agree with that the thing is though i just wonder how the saints view these guys and the thing that's tricky with demario davis and look we all love him he's amazing he's the to me he's the best cover linebacker in the nfl and i think you can make a case he's the best all-around linebacker in the nfl my only caveat to the saints re-signing him is if they don't pay him in the summer andrew he's post 30 And if he starts to decline or gets injured, I think it wouldn't be a lock that they would keep him. So that's why I would move him slightly ahead of Marcus Williams as the second most likely guy not to be re-signed. Um, Just because linebacker's such a
4: violent... He's older.
3: Yeah, he's post-30, and linebacker's such a
4: violent position, you know? Well, as we saw with Vilma, when the wheels come off, sometimes they come off pretty quick.
3: Well, the one thing I will say about Vilma is the Jets traded him to the Saints because they didn't want to pay him because they felt his knee was about to explode and the Saints traded for him and really got two you know two thousand eight, two thousand nine and a little bit of two thousand ten and then the wheels completely came off. So that's a yeah. little bit different than the Mario Davis. But very similar when you, when you factor in the age. Um, so uh, it's, it's, it's interesting times. Do you think – let me ask you this, and I want you both to answer, and I'll start with you, Dave. If one of them is going to get a contract in the summer, who is it going to be?
5: Hmm. Ram check. Ooh, that's, that's my answer, too. Yeah, I mean he's he's you know that's it, it, having a solid tackle is uh, worth his weight in gold and uh, you know that's the guy that's the kind of guy you want to build your offensive line around uh, you know I, I Ramcheck,
3: Does first the, first does does the you're, Texans' you're, stupidity you're, complicate it though, Andrew? Because they gave Laramie Tunsil three years, sixty-six million.
4: I feel like the Saints do a good job of talking to their top guys and making them understand that like, Hey, that contract's crazy. You know, you, and <laughs>
1: Bill, O'Brien is, wanna keep, Bill O'Brien, we want to keep, we want to keep you. We want to
4: make you really rich. And I, I don't think Ramcheck is going to be one of those guys. It's like, I need to be the highest paid ever or, or, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm leaving. He, I just, I think Ram would want to stay, you know? So I, I think they'll pay him very handsomely and that deal will get done. Um, you know, the, the thing is, so you got to look at it this way. Breeze is 41, and you've got to protect him at all costs. So, and he may only be here for one more year, but Ramchek is critical to Breeze. But it's also like if you're Sean Payton, you're an offensive coach, and like the future is either going to be Taysom, or it's going to be Jameis Winston, or it's going to be someone else, you got to protect that guy too. You, know, you don't want him to start. You want to give him Michael Thomas. You want to give him Ramchek because you want to set him up for success. And if Ramcheck is gone, all of a sudden your offensive line has a massive hole and a new quarterback taking over, is a, that that's a situation you want to avoid at all costs. So to me, Ramcheck is priority number one for this team.
3: Well, because the thing is, of all the guys I just mentioned, I am 100% convinced, Dave, that a team... Would not blink in giving Ramchak twenty five million a year for four years. Like if Tunsil got twenty two, a team that's desperate at tackle and awful and has a shit ton of cap space will gladly give Ramchak three years, seventy five million guaranteed or whatever. Um, Lattimore probably too. I think a team wouldn't blink. I was blink. about
5: to say. I think there is a team that's that's going to pay whatever they need to pay for Lattimore too. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Uh,
3: it's it's gonna be interesting. The one thing is, um will Lattimore wanna do a year do a contract a year ahead of time when next year he could you know, the Saints can this well the Saints can they, they picked up his, his uh his fifth year, which by the way, Ramcheck is the first ever guy to be picked thirty second and last in the first round and have his fifth year option picked up. Just
4: a little bit of trivia. Really? Yeah, just a little bit of trivia mm-hmm. for you. I'm surprised Patrick Robinson isn't on that list. (laughs) Stop.
3: We'll get back to the show in just a second. There is no shortage of action going on with our partners over at betonline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer all have resumed play, and BetOnline has the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. You need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devote gamblers to check out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. We are into the next portion of the Jim Mora bracket and I just want to say, if you haven't listened... You you gotta
4: sound the horn for that.
3: Oh yeah, the uh, the uh... I want to say I I had a, this was a great idea um, from uh, Danielle, who is a patron. She said we, I should go back and, and cut out the Jim Mora Bracket segments, and it should be its own podcast of like all the rounds. And mm-hmm. uh Danielle, I may do that. That's a it was a great that was a great idea. That was a uh, a message from one of the patrons she she sent us.
5: Um, but we this are into the bracket that we've done. I've gotten some good feedback on this bracket. Positive, yeah, well, I mean, I I think it's feedback. just
3: I think Dave, uh, like you said, it's it's the the. Uh,
5: it's audio friendly. The Sound audio bikes. friendly yeah. portion yeah, we of it. Yeah, need more so, audio friendly brackets.
3: Um. So yeah. So maybe we
5: could do maybe we could do a bracket about us. Maybe we can. <laughs> it'll be so meta. We can do best Saints happy hour. Best Ralph Ralph's worst Saint worst pronunciation bracket.
3: Well, Boy, we, we could
5: we could
4: go like thirty two rounds with that. We
3: need. You we, know. You
4: know our, our good friend uh, monadula I was, he, he went the full Ralph with spelling uh, in the Discord chat room <laughs> today. So he correct he, he was talking about guys with uh, checkered pasts and he, he spells, he goes Darren Harper. Uh, and there was another one that he misspelled, but he, he and then he spells Tyreek Hill and Ben Roethlisberger correctly. So, like <laughs> the, the two hardest names, he nails them. And then well, let me see if I can find this. But yeah, he, he spells the two hardest names perfectly and then just like the the softballs, Darren Sharper, he, he goes Darren Harper, and then there was another one that was ridiculously it's easy. Like, it's like it's like
3: me. Why can I say why can I say Abum guachum correctly?
4: But not... well it's Obum Guachum, but yeah. Yeah, why can so I say guachum correctly but <laughs> so, not so you can't. <laughs> yeah.
3: But not Camara. So this this round we got we get these are the quarterfinals. Th- this one these are these are strong. Are we gonna do all four tonight, guys? or Are we gonna do two two this week and two next week? Are we are we gonna do the whole quarterfinals tonight? What do you say? Uh, it's it's up to you guys, Dave. What do you say? What does the chat say, Andrew? Yeah,
4: let's 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 go to the chat. Well, you guys are listening. Tell us, do you want us to so it would be four total matchups? We're in the quarterfinals. Do you want us to split it into two, or do you want us to do the whole quarterfinal? All four matchups. Two or four matchups.
3: All right. Well, as they decide, let's,
4: let's get them all. Let's get them all. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's knock them out. They all right. Four.
3: So, um. Andrew, the first bracket tonight, the first matchup is the one seed playoffs uh, versus useless. And of course, um, listen, uh, playoffs—it—it—it it, uh, it got a buy. You know it. It's been on Coors Light commercials. It's—it's it's, Moore. It's—it's it's iconic. Every every football fan in the in the universe knows it. I don't
1: know. I don't know. All I know is. We threw four interceptions and fumbled once. One interception, they returned for a touchdown. Three others were in our end of the field where they scored a point. That's all I know. That's inexcusable. Inexcusable. Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Another game.
3: So, I mean, that's just...
4: My only disappointment is that he, at one point, and it, the soundbite didn't capture it, but I remember in that press conference, one of, my, one of my favorite things that he said in that conference was, we we might have had five interceptions for touchdowns this season. That might be an NFL record. <laughs> Jim
3: Worrall, when he gets worked up, he's hard to stop. And facts don't really come and see the equation. But the next one is one that, and, and and I think I've mentioned this sometimes is that we've stumbled on some great ones. But this one, this one, Dave, has um, a guy from your that you know from the Mets, Ron Swoboda, who's a Mets icon, but he was a New Orleans reporter, and him and Moore would always go back and forth. And this soundbite is just Ron Swoboda at the end of the eighty-eight um, season, the Saints. By the time they kicked off, they would know whether the game meant a play meant they were playing for a playoff spot or they were playing just to go 10-6 and six and then go home. And Ron Soboda called it useless, and Jim Mora lost his
1: mind. See, that's the trouble. You probably played a lot of useless games. We don't play useless games. Every game we play is an important game, whether it's for a playoff spot or not. Maybe that wasn't the case with you, but it is with this football team. Every game, no game is useless. So when you use a dumb term like that, a useless game, that's the most idiotic question I've ever heard when you say something like that a uh, 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 useless game? Uh, yeah they're both dumb really uh, a useless game when was a game uh, useless uh, that is idiotic. A, idiotic if they're playing for, they're playing for the playoffs Christ. or not is it useless is a game useless do you think use your f- 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 head you think players Jesus. play differently maybe you did huh? but these guys don't dumb f- question a useless game what do you guys think a useless game that is f- stupid
7: So I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.
6: Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital.
3: I'm voting useless. I'm voting for useless over playoffs. And everybody in the chat room, you can scream at me and you can yell at me, but I don't want Jim Mora as the Colts coach winning this bracket. And I want playoffs gone, and I think this useless rant is better. It's got obscenities. It's got Jim Mora getting worked up. It's got him fighting with the media. It's got everything you want. I vote useless. Andrew, who you got?
4: Yeah, the the uh, fans in the uh, chat room aren't going to be able to uh, vote, you know, because there won't be any ties with Kevin not here. So it's really oh, up to yeah. the three of us. Um, Oh man, I'm with you. I, playoffs is so iconic. It, I mean, it really is his most famous. Um, but I, person, I mean the the profanity, the the profanity laced tirade, and just telling a guy he's so idiotic he's stupid he even says itty effing oddic <laughs> he makes up <laughs> his own word um so uh, man, i i think i gotta vote against playoffs because it was with the colts i'm with you on that like i i think we've gotta keep this a saints rant and so that's i'll go with useless dave
5: well, my vote technically doesn't matter, but I'm going with you guys anyway. Yes. Uh, and for all for all the for all the reasons you guys mentioned, I mean, you know, he's cursing. Uh it's a it's a very pointed attack at a, one person in particular. It's got kind of, you got a personal touch with Swoboda too, right? It's got a, yeah. a little Yeah. 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 Uh, no, it's a good one. It's uh it's definitely a good one.
3: I mean Ron Swoboda's like never
5: heard we've never heard Peyton uh Go off like that, I can
3: tell I you. I mean, that. Ron Swoboda is like the Tracy Porter of the Mets. Like he's known... going
4: there, Dave. A little sc- screwdriver,
3: Dave. I think a,
5: you just. Uh, no, I'm, I'm. It's a uh, IPA. It's a juicy, oh hazy IPA from a, a fairly new local brewery here in New Orleans called Our Relation. The brewer oh, nice. is from. Uh, Formerly of Southern Prohibition, and formerly also of Other Half in Brooklyn. And he uh, says
4: he, he says it's an IPA, but it's looks like a screwdriver. It it's looks like a it.
5: New England IPA. See, this is what I'm talking. This is what I'm talking about, Juge. You you don't know what you're talking about as yeah, far as here we ideas. go. This that this looks is good. Like, This is this is like drinking orange juice. It's a, this is called. Are we still doing Citra? Question mark. I like uh, that. Citra, I that. if you don't was... know, is a hop. That looks it's delicious. So kind of a, it is, it's delicious. It tastes like next, orange, it's like an I, orange juicy grapefruity delicious.
3: I love fruity beers. It's I'm not, drinking a Shiner Sea Salt and Lime. Um it's so not, so no, the next Not that
5: kind of fruity mother Jesus Christ.
3: So our next matchup is um this one I didn't even again, I had to do the, the to build this bracket out, I had to find enough uh more rants to fill it out. This was a rant um I didn't even know exist. This is Jim Mora calling in to a post-game television show on Fox 38 where he goes at one of his former players, Buford Jordan, and it's just magical.
1: I just happened to walk in here and watch it, and i got to tell you something. It it, it makes me almost want to vomit, and I'm being very honest with you. First of all, Buford, you absolutely have no idea who can tackle and who can't tackle. Uh, you're sitting back there saying they need to work on tackling drills. This guy can tackle. This guy can't tackle. You never come to practice. You absolutely have no idea how much time we spend on tackling. And for you to say that we have a bunch of roughnecks back there that need to learn how to tackle is
7: ridiculous. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm going to tell you something, Alexander, and this comes
1: from the heart. Don't (laughs) ever ask me to be on your show because (laughs) when I do occasionally watch it, it really makes me want to vomit. And, and I don't think you're a, a Saint supporter. I don't think you uh, care about the Saints. And, and there's no way I would ever be on your
5: show. So don't even ask me,
3: okay? The, my favorite part is, this comes from the heart. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, it's just ama- I'm gonna start I'm going to start doing that when I disagree with you guys. I'm going to say, Dave, this comes from the heart. And then just blast uh,
5: you a couple of things uh one ralph i want you to pull the it makes me want to vomit sound clip because i want you to be able to use that uh in future shows when absolutely okay two we need need like seven sound bites from this whole bracket totally two uh i don't even know what you're gonna i'm not looking at the bracket i don't know what you're gonna play next I'm voting for that fucking sound clip. I'm calling my shot right now. I don't care what's up next. It doesn't matter. That may be my favorite one of this entire tournament. Uh, The fact that he calls into a guy's fucking show, a former player's show, tells him to make someone vomit, tells him, don't even bother. I don't even wanna be on your show. I don't want anything to do with you. You are (laughs) an idiot. Uh, I can't even believe that you played on my team. I don't respect you. Uh, he didn't even, he went out of his way. He, he, it wasn't like he was being interviewed. Okay. All but these it's, other but sex- it's all amazing these other-
4: that he goes on the show to tell him that he's <laughs> not going to go on the show. <laughs> yeah,
5: well, okay. That's that. Okay. Also. <laughs> I'll call that that bit of irony also makes it even funnier. But yeah. no, all the all these other sound bits are him being interviewed or him at a press conference where he's required to talk. He went out of his way, picked up the goddamn phone, and called into that fucking show just to give him a piece of his fucking mind. That right there <laughs> makes this the best sound clip in the entire
4: fucking tournament. <laughs> so well, this, this next one, this next one, I think might be better. Yeah, so this, get ready. This
3: is uh, this is Jim Mora. At home, after the Saints lost on a Monday night to Green Bay, uh, just eviscerating Saints fans.
1: You know, I'd like to uh, begin my remarks by saying this, and I mean this in, in all sincerity. I've been coaching for 34 years, and tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. When Wade Wilson got hurt, I actually looked up in the sands and saw people standing, clapping, and cheering when he was laying on the ground with a knee injury. And I'll say this, those are some sick, sick, sick people. Mentally sick. And I thought it was horrible, disgusting, embarrassing, shameful. It stuck. People are sick when they do something like that. Absolutely friggin sick. Guys out there busting his ass, like all of our guys were, gets his knee blown up, not badly, hopefully, and they're standing and cheering and clapping. Those are sick people sick in the head. They ought to get their ass thrown right out of the stadium. <laughs> so
3: should you take the fans reaction to what happened to Wilson and back to the whole world of
8: your team? No. Game?
1: No, it's just—it's just—it was—it was the sickest thing I've ever seen in 34 years of coaching. Sickest I've ever seen in 34 years of coaching. It, it makes me want to just—I don't know—I can't describe it. Words don't describe how I feel right now of what happened tonight. Words cannot describe it. But what about Those your players? Oh, I—I oh, I don't know. Ask, ask them. I would hope that they'd be upset as I am. If they, if they, you know, I would hope so. It's disgusting. I've never been in a stadium in my life, in my 34 years of coaching where they did that. Never. And I've been in every NFL stadium, most, a lot of college stadiums. It was disgusting. People are
5: nuts. They're sick.
3: <laughs> it's so good. This this, this bracket, 4-5, uh, is strong. I mean... Yeah,
5: yeah. I, I, I already voted, so I'm not even going to comment on that. But, Ralph, my second petition... The second audio clip needs to be. You need to string together all the times he says "sick" and just put it all together as one audio <laughs> bite. That would be sick Sick, 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 sick,
4: Metal I'm, sick. I'm going with sick. Yeah. I, I just the um, now, the number of times that he that says "sick."
5: Been, this could have been the finals matchup. This could have. Been it the it really could matchup.
4: have been. I mean, I just think how he rails on the fans. And, you know, he's right. He's justified in feeling the way he does. You should never cheer when your own player gets <laughs> quarterback. Yeah. But uh, and I, who was Wade Wilson's backup that year? Who went in for Wade Wilson? Uh, I can't imagine it was any better. Uh, was Wade it? Wilson was terrible. Was it? Little known fact, Wade Wilson was nicknamed Woodrow Wilson because he was so old. <laughs> 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 Fans were calling him Woodrow. That was his nickname.
3: <laughs> it might have been Walsh. I don't know. I got to look. Nah, up. I gotta...
4: Walsh was gone by then, I think. I got
3: to look it up and see who... Uh... All right, well,
4: let me know what you find out. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I-, I can only imagine how much worse it was turning away from him. If-, if Wade Wilson was the quarterback, I can only imagine how much worse it was. It was still
3: Walsh. Him. They still had Steve Walsh. Still had so Steve they Walsh. They went
4: back to w- Walsh, huh? Yeah. Um, well, anyway, I got to go with sick. I just i just feel like he's so angry and i mean they're both great and i i'm, I'm always down for some I, for some reason more always hated buford jordan so it is that, 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 that the, call in is
3: buford jordan figures prominently in this tournament which is weird he does, he does which is just weird uh one thing is and i wish i would have kept it i probably could sell it on ebay for like 25 dollars jim mora the Saints made him write a, a letter to all the Saints season ticket holders apologizing for calling them all sick. And uh, maybe my mom still has it somewhere in the, in the attic or something, but I could probably sell that on eBay for $20. But here's the thing, Andrew, and this is from the heart, Dave convinced me that yes! that yes! the view, yes! view, view for Jordan call-in, it needs to move on. Dave just made a passionate – beautiful case for it so i'm going to jordan call in i can't uh,
5: believe you guys wow, yeah wow I, I was wondering where ralph was gonna stand on this he was mm-hmm. the deciding vote i was nervous i mean six six six
4: sick is a it's a great one man. it's a
3: good one i mean I'm, so, I'm so one of them had I, to go i would
4: have never guessed in a million years that sick would not make it out of the quarterfinals. yeah
3: so the other buy in this tournament was this is actually jim mora's final post-game press conference as a Saints coach because he lost his mind and this is the diddly-poo meltdown. The Saints lost to Carolina uh, and then the next day, cats, Jim cats Mora
5: crazy tonight.
3: resigned. What?
5: Your cats are going crazy tonight. They, yeah. they like the diddly-poo one. They diddly,
3: diddly-poo <laughs> one. But, um, so, uh, so let me see. Um, Here's the, here is diddly-poo, which is another iconic moral one.
1: Well, what happened was that game, we got our ass kicked in the second half. We just got our ass totally kicked. We couldn't do diddly-poo offensively. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. We sucked. In the second half, we sucked. We couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball, they went down and got points. We got our ass totally kicked in the second half. That's what it boiled down to.
3: I mean it's 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 uh it's an incredible rant and he would not be the Saints coach 24 hours later which was amazing. Um of would you say Andrew this is the second most known moral rant besides playoffs?
4: uh yes definitely uh in terms of just it, it and it was really the term diddly poo you know i don't know that the rant in of itself i mean I, I kind of enjoy that he's like we couldn't stop the run we couldn't stop the pass We're trying the time to get the ball that went down and scored on us i mean he really is shitting on his team but it's it's the really it's the diddly poo uh Word creation that I think really makes that one as iconic as it was.
3: <laughs> so the neck the ne- it's facing the number seven scene. This is the the season is not over. This one won its first round matchup versus. Uh, don't film the injuries. Uh, this one is great just because it shows that Jim Mora, even in retirement and being a commentator on WDSU, he still got it. And bonus for taking a dump all over Fletcher Mackle
8: God, I hate to hear that. I hate to hear that. I'm just saying the statistics the say. Sti- is the season over? They have, thir- they have 13 more games to play. <laughs> Six- Are they, is the season over? Are they, can they go home and pack their bags and go home? You mm- just said the season's over. That's the most negative statement that I hear from fans and media ever. <laughs> ever. And it bugs me. Okay, well, how about It's the season over? No, there's 13 more games to play. 13 more games to play, and you're saying the season's over? Unbelievable. I'm just saying. Unbelievable. Statistically. The season is not over. Do you think those players and coaches are going over there, in there thinking the season's over? No way. Look, No way. I'll say this. Since Sean Payton and Drew Brees arrived, they have always seemingly righted the ship in some way, and they have fought hard until the end. And they got 13 games to right the ship again. You, you you give all those stats. Since 2000 and this, no team that's gone on. So what? Does that mean it can't happen? No, it doesn't mean that it can't happen. What do you think those guys are thinking? They're going to look at the stats and say, well, there's no way we can go to the playoffs. They wouldn't quit then. The season wouldn't be over even that. No, the season's not over. They got 13 games to play. 13 games. You know what I think? Jeez.
3: You know how this shows how great Mora is with his rants. That is a great rant, and we've listened to four already, and it just doesn't measure up. But it's still really, really good. But Diddly Poo is just iconic, and that's my vote on this one. This this one is an easy one for me, Andrew.
4: Ah, I don't know. I me, mean, I'm a sucker for banging on the desk. <laughs> You know, and just, when he gets angry and he punches the desk and you hear him do it like five times and he's just flaming on, he won't let Fletcher Mackle get a word in. I, I kind of love it. Uh, You know, and again, diddly poo. I'm not going to lie. I love Jim Moore. I mean, especially I'm so sad that he was never able to win a playoff game because he had great teams and he was a good coach and he deserved better than how It went with and and, you know like I mean just being stuck in the same division with the 49ers in the Montana and Rice era like it's just like I mean he totally got screwed he should have it's kind of I don't know it's like uh, Andy Roddick there's your tennis metaphor but it's like Andy Roddick playing in the Federer era like he totally got screwed out of winning a win. he
3: won 12 games twice and never got a bye
4: yeah yeah so I just feel like the, I, the the diddly poo one gives me sadness. Cause it's like, it's the end of the Mora era. And I just, I look at that and it's, to me, it's a little, it brings back sad memories. Uh, crushing Fletcher Mackle is always funny. <laughs> Dave, so you're gonna, I'm, going, I'm going with that.
3: Dave, you're going to break
5: the tie. What's it going to wow, be? Wow. So, wow. I'm in a position of power here right now. This is, uh, I'm going to take my time with this, uh, uh a, a few things you know one ralph you know you said we've listened to now four different five different jim moore rants and uh yeah. i don't i honestly don't think diddly poo stacks up diddly poo is it's short it's uh he's not really yelling um it I, there's not a lot of uh oomph. there's not a lot of yeah. power emphasis anger behind it um You know it's ironic because here we have uh, we have Jim Mora's last rant as a saint versus a rant, uh, post game, saint a post Saints game rant uh, later in life, showing that he still got it, and I think that's powerful. You know, you've 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 got it's almost like his comeback. It's almost like the Jim Jim Mora's comeback story. with this rant. With this rant he came back, he showed everybody that Jim Mora from the nineties is back. He's still got a rant in him. You can still count on him to stand up for what is good and holy in Saints football. Uh and I like I like the way it starts out. Again, you know, Andrew says he's banging <laughs> on the death. I hate to hear that. I love that he just starts off like that and I, I just love when he starts off like that. Hmm. Uh so I'm gonna go I'm going with uh yeah, I'm going with the Mora uh
3: Season is, season not, over. is not, not, not over.
4: Season is not over The bracket
3: over. is in shambles.
4: It is officially busted. <laughs>
3: the bracket is <laughs> Officially busted. So, no, fa- is, la- the is, last the last real stuff. The fa- last quarterfinal matchup. The three seed coulda, shoulda, woulda. This 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 matchup here is just to me. One of these is gonna get put out, and both of them, to me, I think could win the whole goddamn thing. So up first is, um, of course. One of Moore's more iconic ones is coulda, shoulda, woulda. It's after the first game the Saints played uh, in 1987 after the strike. They lost to San Francisco and Morton Anderson missed a 53-yard field goal wide left. Uh, and everybody wanted to pat the Saints on the head because they, up to that point they hadn't had a winning season ever in their history, but they tried really hard against the Big bad San Francisco 49ers, and don't they deserve a cookie? And isn't it wonderful that they played a close game
1: against a good team? And Jim Mora wasn't here for that bullshit. We're not good enough. We shouldn't even be thinking about beating this 49ers. We shouldn't be talking about it because the Saints ain't good enough. And you guys shouldn't write about us being a playoff team and all that bullshit. That's malarkey. We ain't good enough to beat those guys, and it was proven out there today. It's that simple. We're not good enough yet. We got a long way to go. We got a lot of work to do. We're close, and close don't mean and you can put that on TV for me. I'm tired of coming close, and we're gonna work our off till we ain't close anymore, and it may take some time. We're gonna get it done. We aren't, and we aren't aren't good enough. They're better than us. Black and white, simple fact. Could've, would've, should've is the difference (laughs) in what I'm talking about. The good teams don't come in and say could've. They get it done. All right? It's that simple. I'm tired of saying could have, should have, would have. That's why we ain't good enough yet. Because we're saying could have and they ain't. I should have added Ron. I should have had Ron
3: Swoboda in there because he finally – Ralph, could have,
5: should have, would (laughs)
3: have. So the next rant is this one is my – I don't know if it's worthy of winning the entire thing, but – but it's my personal favorite. This is Jim Mora after a, a training camp practice against the Kansas City Chiefs in 1991. And he like one is just not pleased with this team. And if you just heard this rant, you would think the Saints won four games in 1991. But they actually won 11 in their first division title. And it's amazing. And it starts off with a future murderer Asking Jim
1: Mora how the practice went.
5: obviously you're not happy. Oh,
1: we got our ass kicked. We got our ass kicked. It was, it was, it was uh, sickening. First three, we have 18 plays on offense. First 18 plays, we turn the ball over. One for a touchdown. The other one's going to set, set up a touchdown. We can't, you know, we got backs that can't hang onto the ball. They out hit us. They out toughed us. You know, we we stunk today. We're, we're, we're not even close between that football team and our football team. Not even close. Ridiculous. We run two screens. We don't block anybody. We get a back, gets his knee blown out on one of them. Can block anybody. We stunk. Just stunk. Jim, injuries? Uh, just think of- uh, I, I, uh, Dean told me he blew his knee out. Uh, you know, you got to block people on a screen. Shitty gets the ball out there, and two guys, big old animals, nail his ass. Shit. It's ridiculous. We, we run a screen before that, and we get our ass nailed. What Shit. about scales, coaches? I don't know. I don't know. You know, uh, Dean said he couldn't put any weight on his leg. That didn't sound too good to me. Shit, we, we're down, you know, we're down in bad. We're down in everything. We, 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 you know, shit. We don't have enough people right now. it be hard to practice next week, effectively. Pink it done for the year, you think? I don't know. I don't know. Dean told me it looked like he tore two niggle ligaments. That did not sound very encouraging. Do you take into account all the fact that Bears? Stanley... I don't take into account shit. All I take into account is they kicked our ass today. That's what I take into account. Stowers. Stowers. Well, let me let me just tell you something. He looked pretty good, right? They cut him before they came to camp. The Kansas City Chiefs cut Stowers before they came to ca- camp. Looked pretty good for us. Maybe that shows you the difference between our team and their team. I don't know. You go back to what do you guys think about that? Pretty good indication, right? They won't even bring him to camp. Shit, he looks like a star of the day for the Saints. Jim, will you change uh, the focus of practice? Depends anyway if we got anybody up? that can practice. You know, we got to we can line up and do, do something. Jim, was the effort there today? Did you? Uh, I was all right. You know, a, a view for Jordan goes in there and gets a little hit and knocks the ball out. Head gets in there, gets a little hit. Ball goes out. Shit, I don't know if that's effort or not. It's horse shit ball carrying. I know that. Horse shit.
5: <laughs> I mean. All right. I gotta go. I gotta go first. I gotta go. Go. Uh, I mean, first of all, that's got so many awesome one-liners, like the horseshit ball carrying, uh, what was the...
3: Star of the day.
5: (laughs) Yeah, the star of the day. What did he say when he asked him about Hebert?
3: I don't take into account shit. (laughs) Like, we're gonna... This is gonna create... I'm gonna create a Mora soundboard of just Mora sound that's gonna live on this podcast for all eternity.
5: Um... You know the other the other thing that's so hilarious is um, I love the Stour stuff, but what's great about it is whoever was asking the question. All he did was say Stowers. He didn't say, what did you think of Stowers? How did Stowers play? He just said Stowers. And then that was enough for Mora to just go off on him. He just had to mention his name. He just, the mere mention of his name. And Mora just starts fucking going off on him. And I like when he goes back, he says, well, I don't know. What do you guys, what did you think? How, how did you think he played. Looked pretty good to me. I don't know. <laughs> that is, that one is, for me, we don't even need to vote anymore that one's in the finals on this half and uh my the Buford Jordan vomit is on the is in the finals in the other half I mean <laughs> the best. I'm going to this one might be the winner this I'm, one might be the winner
3: I'm going Stowers, Andrew but for it to beat coulda shoulda woulda and it's clear as day that it's defeating coulda shoulda woulda is kind of stunning to me now that as, as we're playing these matchups
4: well, coulda, shoulda, woulda is another, kind of like Diddley Poo, it's it, it's a coin phrase, it's iconic because he, you know, the coulda, woulda, shoulda, in fact, I think they made, made t-shirts for that, you know, Dave, yeah. your store probably made t-shirts in that era that said coulda, woulda, shoulda on him. <laughs> but uh, I remember that being a thing where fans would wear it, so it, it had a cult status, you know, people uh, loved it. And um, so, yeah, I mean, like Diddley Poo, I, I think you could make the argument that maybe that one's even bigger. Uh, but the thing about stowers is that so this wasn't like a post-game press conference that was on live tv like there was maybe one or two cameras there but i just it didn't really make the rounds back then like that's the thing like many of us have rediscovered the stowers rant later in our saints fandom so it it just showed up on youtube and i watched it and i i just I, i think Ralph, like you, we both watched this. We are like, holy shit, we don't remember this at all. Yeah. You know, so it was like this, this gem that had just been sitting in this, you know, in this cave, in this, in
3: yeah, it this was,
4: safe well, for decades. Well,
3: you got to remember people, you know, now that we have social media and just
4: everything is
3: online and you can take yeah. clips of things and they can go viral and all this, you know, that Jim Moore rant, it probably got played on the local news at 6 and 10, but not the whole thing because sports only gets three minutes, right? So they probably p- took the, f- the best 20 seconds of it. Maybe ESPN back in the day got it off the satellite and played it. But then it just kind of goes away, right? Because it's just a training camp yeah. rant. Nowadays, if that happens, it literally would consume social media for a week. Like,
4: Oh, it it would explode Saint's Twitter if something like that. You know, um, but 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 my thing is, it has everything. It It does. It has more ripping on his team. It has the Buford Jordan insults, which I'm always here for. It it's got you know the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, it this whole Stowers thing about how they cut him and that he looks pretty good for the Saints. Like all of it is just they want to bring him to camp. He looks like a star of the day for the Saints. Yeah, so that's a that's a soundbite you need to hang on to as well. But that's that's this has got to be a clean sweep. It's yeah. ours is just it's too strong.
3: I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a clean sweep. But you look at the semifinals, and you have no top three seeds making it. You have useless the number eight seed. You have the Buford Jordan call in the four seed on one side, and then you have. The seven seed, the season is not over. On the other side, versus the six seed, st- the Stowers rant. I mean, that's how great
4: Buf- J- Buford Jordan being in both rants of the finalists is in play.
7: <laughs> <laughs> it's just
3: this this bracket um, is one of those things where we had thought about doing it for a while, but I think. We just didn't have the capability with the banana meter board when we first thought of it, and last summer we did the uh, the other one. But this this by far is our most fun one, um, just because the audio can we, makes it so. Can great.
5: we get this to Mora? Is he on Twitter? Can can we like uh, let no, him know we that we're have... doing this? I wonder I if he's tr- the, what his opinion on this would be. <laughs> can we get my him
4: understanding and on... see? My understanding is he's always kind of hated like people t- talking about his rants. Yeah, really? he does
5: not like it.
3: If you watch the NFL films thing on him, he is not—he's not a fan of the playoff rant. And Jim Mora, I tried to when I did the oral history of the Bobby A. holdout. I got Jim Mora's uh, email, and I emailed him, and he responded back. And I—I I asked him like four questions to, to for him to answer, and he's like, "Nah, I'm not answering those questions." I'm like, "All these people are dead, and you won't even answer the questions about." What what happened during the Bobby Abreu holdout? Um, so I doubt uh, Jim Mora would be uh, keen to give us any sort of response about our Jim Mora, our greatest Jim Mora rants bracket. But it doesn't change the fact that we love him and that this bracket has been amazing.
4: Um, so now you know you know we, we paid Sean Payton to cut that open for us and insult us. <laughs> I I mean I'm just gonna say this right now. Whatever we paid Sean Payton, I would triple it for Jim Mora to insult us. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, you you um you aren't you aren't kidding. I mean, do you th- what how, how much do you think we'd have to pay Mora to get him to insult us? You know, I I'd, I'd take out a I'd take out a second mortgage. <laughs> we would give 6 months of podcast revenue to have Jim Mora insult us. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, um, you know sorry about the live stream I think, it, I think it worked fine for everyone except my computer for some reason so thanks for hanging out with us obviously they've stayed around so uh, it's worked so we appreciate you guys and we said at the top of the show but I'm going to say it again Dave has done some amazingly cool stuff for our uh, booze bundle that we're going to send everybody in August who is a $10 patron and that is is going to be fantastic. You want it to get you ready for Saints season. some Cup, uh, Forever Drew Cup, uh, a koozie, and a shot glass with the Saints Happy Hour logo on it. You get all of that for 10 bucks plus access to every podcast we do. You get your daily dose of Saints Happy Hour, and you get Andrew's Grades, why? And you get access to the Discord for $10. God, we're, practically, we're, we're we're literally going to lose money on it, but we do it because it's fun. So become a $10 patron. Think of it. Uh, consider it. Uh, we, we appreciate uh, your support. Um, so, guys, it's been a fun Sunday night. The live stream worked. Uh, thanks to Dave. Thanks to Andrew, Kevin, who's MIA. Thanks for hanging out with us. Until next time, the bar is closed.